Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 743, recorded live on November 19th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man whose street is clear outside his house, Dave Play. Mostly. There's a little bit of snow on it, but like a half inch, maybe. And the man who's waiting for the plows to come through again. Andy Lowe, hi. <laughs> How's that lake effect snow, Andy? It's it exists. It's it's not as bad as I mean, Buffalo. I don't have it. I was as about to say, like, hasn't Buffalo gotten something like five feet of snow? There, uh, seventy-seven inches, I think, was the max. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a lot of snow. Yeah, that that's why, no joke, the Buffalo Bills are playing the Cleveland Browns. In Detroit on Sunday because because <laughs> no one can get to their stadium. <laughs> yes, their stadium is literally under sixty. I think they said sixty four inches of snow at the stadium, and it's an outdoor stadium, so sixty four inches of snow on the field. <laughs> so, they can't. They don't know what to do with all the snow. Like they have no place to put it. Yeah, sixty four inches is a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. You can't get the Lambeau Field snow shovel guys to 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 deal with that. That's just not going to work. So yeah. So Detroit's playing on Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday. So Ford Field is open on Sunday. So Cleveland and Buffalo are going to play their game at Ford Field. I mean, you may as well, right? So yeah. No, it was, it was funny though because everybody was calling up the the team out in Buffalo um, Mm -hmm. asking if they needed help getting to the airport because the airport, I guess the snow had already dropped. So the airport was clear. The plane could take off. Runway was clear, everything like that. It was just literally you had to deal with 77 inches of snow between you and the airport. On the way to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. So one one of the uh, I guess it was a safety his uh, his neighbors owned a uh, concrete company so they had gotten all their like heavy equipment and front end loaders and everything to come help dig the guy out so he could get to the airport. Jeez. So yes, no, it's not that bad, but yeah, no, it's we had it's snow. So bad. Yep, you had a snow day. Well, you didn't have a snow day. No, I did not. Have, Isaac had a snow day. Isaac had a snow. Yep. First official snow day of Isaac. He was like, I don't have to go to school today. Yay. And I'm just like, yay. (laughs) Yay. Shit. So, you know, I got I got some work done while he was eating breakfast, watching some videos. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, let's do trick shots. And I'm just like, oh. Okay. Sorry, bud. I gotta go to work. <laughs> well, it was mainly just answering emails. Most of my stuff with work right now is out at the transmitter sites. Okay. And these you are the two the transmitter sites. Yeah, I can't get these are the two transmitter sites <laughs> that have no actual road to them. So you're not you're not getting to them anyway. Yeah. So it's like I could go to the office, but literally my job right now is cleaning and prepping those transmitter sites. That that's because I I need those things done by April, end of February. Yeah, end of February. So that that was my whole plan. That is, you know, what my schedule is is those sites. And it's like, well, if I can't get to the sites, I'll just do some of the you know my office work here, fill out some of my forms and sort of thing there. So I got you some can stuff do that done. from home. Yeah. But yeah, no, Isaac wanted to do trick shots, some of which are, I do believe, uh, physically impossible. Okay. So, trick shots in what? 
Well, one of them was um, uh, he had found a pin, a ping pong wall, and he had found these little like stacking cups. So we were trying to do trick shots with the ping pong ball and the stacking cups, kind of like you know how you've seen some of those like TikTok videos of people like trying to bounce ping pong balls off of a whole bunch of uh, pots and I, pans and I'm everything. Thoroughly amused that you think I look at TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I've got time for that. I got tons. Of, I have so much other media to consume without TikTok. Well, it's the people who just like, you know, try bouncing ping pong balls into things. And one of them, he was trying to bounce it up like two sets of stairs at our house, like up the mm-hmm. stairs. But our stairs have carpeted runners on them. So <laughs> I'm trying gonna, to. Is that very conducive to a ping pong ball? No, not at all. But it's going to keep him entertained and busy. Yes, it's going to keep both of us busy. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> of course, I had to do these, too. Um, then we had lunch. Um, turns out I can do hot dogs in the toaster oven. Yep. I was actually thinking about making a sausage in the toaster oven, a, um, not a sausage, a brat in the toaster oven. Yeah. I don't know if they'd come and kick me out of Wisconsin if I do that. (laughs) Just, I put it in there in the middle there. I put it for toast. I set it for numbers level seven or six. No, I put it at six and then I just, I did it and I'm like, this should work, right? And yeah, he ate it. I'm like, I mean, okay. the same as putting it in the oven. Yeah. Better than boiling it. That's for sure. <laughs> I know. Part of me is like, I used to eat hot dogs like this. Why did I used to eat hot dogs like this? Because that's how they were made for us. Mm-hmm. But it, w- it was kind of lucky that I was um, out because it turns out Megan's daycare was closing early. So then we had to go pick up Megan early. Kate was still at work. And so I needed to get gas at Costco, and so that turned it into a slight impromptu Costco trip, because the only way Isaac was willing to go pick up Megan was if Costco ice cream was involved. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Costco doesn't have ice cream. No, no, it's frozen yogurt, but... Yeah. He calls it Costco. so I'm not not crazy. No, no, it is, it's frozen yogurt, soft serve, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I call it delicious. Yeah, no, it's good, and... I was going to get mine with strawberry, but he's like, you're going to get vanilla, right, daddy? And I'm just like, no. And he's like, but I want vanilla. I'm like, okay, well, I can get you a vanilla. And he's like, no, we both need to get the same thing. And I want vanilla. And I'm just like this. <laughs> uh, Andy, my dear friend. Um, it, it may be about time to start talking about boundaries. Yep. Just, just maybe. Yeah. But in the middle of Costco was not I want one of those vanilla, times. But we, but we have to get the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Oof, oof. So you got vanilla. Yep, I got vanilla. Then I yeah picked up Megan. Just try to think of what would have happened if I had like asked my parents that or told my parents <laughs> that because I mean you you're the youngest. I'm yes. the youngest. Like mm-hmm. the two of us. By the time our parents got got around to us, it was like oh yeah, too bad. <laughs> Like, the patience was gone. <laughs> yeah, I still remember psychology class in senior year at high school. We were supposed to write a thing about our early childhood development using, you know, what our early childhood development was like. And, you know, I asked my parents, like, so, you know, I've seen Jamie and Eric's baby books. And I think I saw Carrie's as well. And I'm like, well, where's my baby book? And they're like, oh, we, we, we didn't do one for you. <laughs> we did not bother with that. I'm just like, Where, oh, where's my baby book? We were raising four kids. <laughs> yeah. And so I started like asking him the question. I'm like, so when did I start talking? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Sometime, I think around two or three. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, that's not helpful. 
sometime nope. around two or three. Okay. So yeah, I went to uh yeah. wasn't Schmier. Who was the other one out in those trailers back behind Gumminic? the school? Gumminick, yes. I went to Gumminick and I'm like, I I got nothing. I'm like, <laughs> I I got nothing. I I don't know how to write a paper when I literally have no data to base my paper on. I mean, make it up. Well, that's what he he had told me. It's like, okay, just just okay, just write your paper on the average. You know, just do the research like, for make, average kids. Like Andy, just go make some assumptions. Yep. He's like the the intent of this paper was not to open a rift in your family. <laughs> Or expose, like, terrible problems uh, mm-hmm. of your upbringing. So, yeah. In other news... Mm-hmm. That you have a drink, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. You have a drink that you would like to talk about. <clears throat> Oof! That's a... That is such a strong... Wow, sound. that is a... That is an interesting This smell. is a Mountain Dew. Yep. Yep. It's it's the Halloween one? Nope. Nope. I nope. still I have you... I have one twelve pack of that left downstairs in the basement. Okay. I actually found that when you were coming back from up north uh last weekend, which is why we didn't record. I was up north. Um, but we had stopped by some random mire for gas and to use the bathrooms and we were grabbing some snacks and I looked in the cooler and I saw the twenty ounces of the voodoo still around and I'm like, Yes. Cause I That's good, huh? Well, it's it's sour candy, and I love sour candies. So, but this one is yes, the holiday Mountain Dew for this year. Do you remember what it is? Nope. I told you what it was at some point, but yep, this year, <clears throat> yep. Dew with a blast of artificial fruitcake flavor. Gross. Mountain Dew fruit quake. Nope. <laughs> I, no, I, thank you. I got a 12-pack of it, and then I brought it into work, and they're like, oh, is it good? And I'm like, I haven't tried it yet. Here you go. Here's a can. And I was just passing out cans to people. They're like, here you go, fruitcake-flavored soda. I'm I'm waiting for the eggnog-flavored Mountain Dew. You might have to wait probably at least two years because people have Why already said that next year? year is going to be candy cane. <laughs> I don't know what candy cane is. I mean, it's mint, right? It's sugar like a, mint. Yeah, it's like a, a spearmint or a peppermint. Generally peppermint. Gen- yeah, generally peppermint. So yeah, I did I did buy spearmint candy canes last year, and they that was that was an interesting flavor profile for a candy cane. It's not what you would expect. Um, so it's usually peppermint. I'm just trying to figure out what a peppermint Mountain Dew would taste like. Am I just drinking Mentos? I don't know this one though. It smells like spice, maybe like a cinnamon or an allspice sort of smell. Tastes like a very weird code red. Yeah, it tastes like code red that they somehow got wrong. Yep, that's 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 <laughs> that's, that's my review. It's that's like a someone, hilarious <laughs> way of describing. It. Like it's like someone tried to describe code red to a flavor scientist, and they just like they couldn't quite verbalize it. Yeah. Yep, code red, but wrong. There we go. There's my review on that one. All right, here we go. Kate's going to try it. <laughs> yeah, that smell is like very spicy, right? She's going for a second sip. Oh, someone did fruit punch dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like I'm not picking this up. <laughs> That's, oh yeah, so like a, like a Hawaiian punch gone wrong too yeah is it cloying like it stays there 
Not really. It's very- when I think of a fruitcake, I, I think of like really thick, like solid. No, it, it it's very fleeting. <clears throat> yeah, no, it tastes like fruit punch or code red, just not right. So there you go. <laughs> Post that one on Facebook later. <sighs> so should we get to topics? Sure. You know what topic I don't see on here, Andy? What? There's a lot of topics on here. Like there's this whole thing about the Long March uh, rocket that is dissolving in the atmosphere and, um, you know, falling onto orbit. Um, or the fact that the SLS launched. Like, that's cool. It's on its way to, to the moon. Yep. There, there is an actual tracking website, too. Let me see this. Is it on that webpage? Uh, I'm trying to see if I post You didn't I... link to the tracking page. No. If I go to the NASA page. NASA.gov slash specials slash track Artemis. I will post that in the links. Specials slash track Artemis. There we go. Wow, that... That's the Unity logo, isn't it? Okay, that it doesn't look like the Unity logo. That was the Unity logo. Yes. Someone at was. NASA made this tracker in Unity. Yep. And 3D modeled the Earth, Artemis, and the Moon. <laughs> Welcome to the Artemis Real-Time Orbit website, or Arrow. We'll allow you to join the mission. Would you like a brief tour? No. <laughs> Do not... I love how it's so far away from both the moon and the earth at this point that like zooming in and out doesn't change the background. Nope. All right. How do I zoom in and out? I said no to the <laughs> scroll wheel. That's what I'm trying here. Oh, there's the moon. Okay. It's facing. Oh, cause the moon's probably also. Okay. So that way goes that way. That way goes that way. All right. So it is 68,500 miles away from the moon right now. I see. Okay. So they launched in that direction. And in, in the meantime, the Earth has moved mm-hmm. from where it launched. So it is on the way to the moon. Oh, they took pictures of the outside, actually, earlier today. Of the moon? No, of the actual Orion spacecraft. Okay. <clears throat> so everything looks like it's okay. So, I mean, that's really cool. And I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're making it to the moon and it didn't blow up on the, uh, the tarmac. Did, did you hear, though, they actually had to send a crew out to it while it was fully loaded in order to basically tighten up a bunch of bolts because there was, an, once again, a hydrogen <laughs> fuel leak? Another leak. Another leak. So, I yeah, they would be really nervous to be that tech. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have a loaded bomb on the, the launch pad. Yes. And that you is, would like me to it is, go out. It is currently and, leaking. We know it is leaking. And you want me to go out to there. tighten some, like, some screws? Yeah. Like, tighten down the bolts so it actually gets a better seal and stops leaking. Yep, that's, that's what they had to do in order to get it to launch. But yep, it will be uh, coming into <clears throat> Moon's orbit when twenty um, second, I think. I mean, that's pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, it's it's almost all the way to the moon at this point. Looking yeah. at the little graphs they have. Okay, day six through nine, transit to distant retrograde orbit. Day ten through fifteen, distant retrograde orbit. So there's your Moon orbit on days. 6 through 15 is when they start to get into orbit and when they're going to get into orbit. So we are day, what, 3? Almost day 4. Okay. 
So on day six is when they will start to get into the moon's orbit, and they will stay in the orbit from day six until day 19. And then on day 19, they will start to exit. Oh, sorry, day 16, they'll do the departure burn. It'll take three days to exit orbit. And then return transit day 20 through 26 and splash down on day 26. Turns out going from Earth to the moon and going from the moon back to Earth, like that's the the part where they're actually moving in that direction is not very long compared to just the rest of the mission. (laughs) Watching the animations of everything is just ridiculous because it actually gets like to the moon and then kind of does some weirdness and goes back to the moon. To stay near the moon. Yep. Well, because the moon's gravity is just like so much lower than Earth's gravity. And Mm -hmm. like the, the pull of the moon's gravity is so much lower than the pull of the Earth's gravity that the moon has to apparently get very close to them before they like are within the moon's influence. So yeah, so that's going on right now as we record this. So, yay. Okay. So anyway, what I was, what I was talking about though, cause like you've got some topics on here. I don't see anything about Twitter on our topics list. Do we have to talk about Twitter? How do you not want to talk about Twitter? Because it's a dumpster fire. Exactly. Everybody knows that it's a dumpster fire. It sucks for, for the, the engineers and a friend of mine pointed out today that like there's a huge number of those engineers who are visa sponsored engineers, visa sponsored oh, programmers. Yep. Like they're they're in the country because they work for a company and because they work for a, a, a programming company that like Twitter was able to sponsor visas for a lot of people. And so all those people that Musk fired that were here on Visa sponsorship, like they have to find another job immediately. Or what was they the name are of those visas? Screwed. Was it like HB? Uh, it's A1B or no, I think it's like a H1, H1B, A1B. H2B? Uh, H1B Visa, specialty occupations. Oh, okay. <clears throat> H2B is temporary non-agricultural workers. I think this fall, falls under H1B. Yes, I feel like this would be a specialized knowledge. Yeah, so they're they're kind of like up Shit's Creek. Shit Creek. Sorry, not Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is a TV show. Yes, a very funny one. But well, it could, of course, that's with the levies, right? Right. Um, yeah. but. When when Elon Musk said, I'd like to buy Twitter, I did not I, – I have to retract a number of things I've said over the last, say, two years or so, uh, where I, I have been touting Elon Musk. I did not know what I was talking about. And that has become painfully clear. Um, when, when he was like, I want to buy Twitter, I'm like, dude's nuts and doesn't know what he's going to do with it. I did not expect dude is going to cause the entire thing to collapse on, in under a month. So first off, can we step back and just say a few thi- a few quick things about dear Mr. Elon Musk? Do you remember how he got his start, quote unquote? I thought it was PayPal, right? It was PayPal. But do you know how he was involved with PayPal? I'll give you a hint. He didn't write it. He co-founded the online bank he- X.com. 
he purchased PayPal and then profited on it by a lot. Yes, and because then eBay bought PayPal did not, for a lot. Yeah, a, an incredible amount of, amount of money. He did not found Tesla. He purchased Tesla. He did not found SpaceX. The dude has no idea what he's doing other than I have a lot of money and I can buy whatever I want. So coming back to the podcast and coming back to like explaining what the hell is going on, because that's what we do, right? Twitter's a dumpster fire. Yes, everyone knows that. How is it a dumpster fire? Why is it a dumpster fire? And what the hell is Elon Musk doing that is making it so bad? Yeah? No? Yeah. You just don't want to talk about it? Well, no, now I'm just digging into the history of Elon Musk here. Oh, okay. I sent you down a, a rabbit hole on the yes. internet. I'm down at Zip2 right what, now. What have you found? And what have you found about Elon Musk and the, the hole that is him on the internet? Well, he just he would form something and then somebody else would buy it for a lot of money. And then he would use that money to buy into something else. Yeah, it looks, yeah, Tesla, he just was yeah. Series A investor. He bought Tesla. Yeah. SpaceX. Wow. Oh, Musk invented, bought 10 shares in here, investments in here. Mm-hmm. It's honestly like the game of Monopoly. He was just putting all his deeds together until he had enough, and he's like, here we go. SpaceX. <laughs> yep. Travel to Moscow to buy refurbished ICBMs. What? That was his original idea, was to buy ICBMs. From Russia. From Russia? Yep. And someone said, no, that's a bad idea. And they did something else. <clears throat> so why is is Twitter such a dumpster fire, Andy? What What have you heard? Well, first off, they weren't making money. So he uh, we, he we've took known out this right for yes. some time. Yes, um, and the price that Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter with, he actually had to take out loans in order to get that amount. So he's got to pay back money that he doesn't have with Twitter. But like, he's one of the richest people in the world. So yeah, I think he, I think he had to leverage. He was either leveraging Tesla stock or something else in order to get the forty what forty four billion forty four billion dollars. Oh, of course, there's a Wikipedia article acquisition of Twitter by Elon Musk. Okay, um, he had secured financing provided by a group of banks. Uh, for a potential tender offer to acquire the company, the funding included seven billion <clears throat> of senior secured bank loans, six billion of debt, six point two five billion in bank loans to Musk personally, secured by sixty two point five billion of his Tesla stock, uh, twenty billion in cash from Musk to be provided by sales of Tesla stock, and seven point one billion in equity from nineteen independent investors. So he's worried about like paying that all back. Yes. Because he bought a company that wasn't making money. And he, the the debt I, that he owes. There may be an oversimplification over there. And the debt he owes is just so incredible because the amount of money it took to buy the company was insane. Yeah, the debt is estimated to cost approximately $1 billion in annual interest and fees. So he used to make a billion dollars a year to offset the loan. Yes. Now, granted, Elon Musk, I'm sure, makes more than a billion dollars a year. Uh, let's see. What is his? What do the? What do we think his personal wealth is at the moment? 
Oh, they don't say? No, of course they don't. He's going to hide that. Because if you knew how much he makes in a year, you, you'd know how much he should be paying in taxes. At the start of 2020. nearly that much. Yeah, at the start of 2020, Musk had a net worth of $27 billion. Oh, by year's end, his net worth had increased by $150 billion, mostly driven by his ownership of around 20% of <laughs> Tesla's stock. Yeah. Of around three quarters of Musk's wealth derives from Tesla. <clears throat> so, yes. So, he's got the wealth, but it's all tied up on Tesla's stock. So he's 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 got the he's got wealth on paper. So he comes into Tesla, not Tesla, to Twitter, and he's like, "We're gonna make money. Uh, let's sell the little blue check marks." <laughs> Which that did not go well. Ask uh, Eli Lilly. That went very poorly. Eli Lilly, whose stock took like a six percent hit because someone impersonated them and said insulin is free. Although, in a in an odd turn, Eli uh, Lilly Eli admits Lilly, that insulin pricing could be lower. <laughs> like said, ah, that was that was a very large like issue that came up when someone said it should be free. Maybe we should lower our prices. <laughs> we we may be pushing this a little too hard. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's a positive thing that came out of it. Excuse me, Mario was flipping everyone off for, you know, a couple hours. <sighs> but so here's the thing. that That's the stuff everyone knows. Everyone's heard about how Twitter Blue is doing this, this all that. What people haven't heard is all the shit that's going on at Twitter. Where Didn't he lock first all the offices? Does, that was recent. Okay. That was very recent. Uh, so, like, the first thing he does is he says, give me the list of all of our programmers ranked by the amount of code they've written. And then he took, like, the bottom third and said, you're fired. Oh, now, this is this this right here, this one action is enough to show like he has no idea what programming is. He has no idea what it's like to program. He has no idea what it means to program or to write code because lines of code is a terrible measure. Mm-hmm. In doing this, you lose all of your people who write concise code. You're losing your people who are working on tricky problems for a long time. You're losing people. People who are writing efficient code, they're just gone. Like, poof. Also, included in that layoff was the entire InfoSec team. Are you familiar with InfoSec, Yes, Andy? yeah, no, that's uh, great. Do you know what happens when you fire your entire InfoSec team? You're just asking for trouble. You are asking for a lot of trouble. Uh, following this, like, just layoff after group of layoff after insanity of demanding things from the programmers. So Twitter, we don't, I don't think we ever talked about this. Twitter got in trouble with the FTC uh, a couple months ago, before all of this happened, about, like, privacy and not handling privacy well. And as part of the, like, oh, shit, like, we're sorry, FTC, like, Twitter is being held to some fairly strict regulations and has to um, document everything. And now with the amount of the legal team that's being let go, plus the way that Elon is, like, destroying the development teams, uh, apparently the developers are being asked to self-certify that they are following the guidelines, which is never going to go well. 
Um, let's see, what else? What else have I heard? Apparently, Elon is saying that the food services at Twitter headquarters is too expensive. Not for the workers, because it's free for the workers. He's saying it is too expensive for the company, claiming that they are losing $440 a plate. What? Because no one's coming to eat it. Because, yeah, because they had set up a remote work. Yep. But also, like, that means that the people who are eating it, like, are cool. They're eating it. That's fine. Perhaps you're making too much food. (laughs) Like, maybe restructuring how you do your food instead of eliminating free food. Because that's what, that's the step that he took. He said, like, we are going to stop the free food for Twitter workers because we're losing too much money on it. Like, that's great for retention. Uh, He's apparently asked people to start going through the Slack archives and anyone who has been critical of him or is making fun of him and how he's handling the company, gone. Just flat out gone immediately. And then, yes, very recently, which was like um, Thursday, uh, he said offices are closed and all the doors are going to be locked. Which makes literally no sense. Especially since he had no said earlier that everybody that. was, yeah, no remote working. No remote working. And then that day, Friday, he goes on Twitter and says, anyone who actually knows how to program, come to the, like, some room on Twitter's campus. Uh, before you show up, send me the, like, six most salient pieces of code you've written or, like, six things that your code has been responsible for and, like, send me screenshots. And, like, what? What? I I can't tell you how many things are wrong with this. So, long story short, Twitter be, like, absolutely fucked. Yep. Twitter is in deep shit. And just to put the icing on the cake, he had, uh, just today, had a poll on whether or not to allow Donald Trump back onto the platform, uh, which uh, 51.8% said yes. 15 million votes, which um, Elon Musk himself said that some of those were bots <laughs> voting. Well, y- no duh. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was a poll to his direct followers. It's not like this was a poll that showed up on everyone's Twitter. It was a poll for his followers. Oh, jeez. Of the people who follow Elon Musk, do you think they are more likely to be liberal or conservative? Conservative. All right, I'm I'm all set. I'm done. Thank you. Is it good to get that off your chest? Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's something that we should talk about on the show. I just... It's just a such a dumb thing. It's a big freaking yep. elephant in everybody's... Oh, you, you work... You work in IT and com- with computers and everything? How about that <laughs> Twitter? And it's just like, no, I don't want to talk about that. It's dumb. Okay, well, we don't need to keep talking about it. I suppose we can move on and talk about something else. The fact that uh, Google tried to allegedly pay $360 million to Activision to keep them from launching their own app store. It's a fair amount of change. Yep. This came out of the um, Epic lawsuit with Google. Because remember how Epic had sued... Yeah. Apple. Because, well, yeah, Epic baited Apple into suing them, and then they countersued. 
And then Google got involved in there somewhere. Yes. God, that feels like it was five years ago. It was what, like a year and a half? Something like that, yes. Was it pre-pandemic uh, or post-pandemic? <laughs> uh, let's see. Epic originally launched Fortnite outside of Google Play in 2018. Uh, I think August 2021 is when Project Hug uh, first came out. What is Project Hug? Project Hug was this alleged plan for Google to pay, uh, was it 24, 20, 20, over 20 companies Google has signed um, basically to try and, uh, Epic is allegedly stating that this was designed to entice developers to stick with the Play Store instead of making their own stores. I mean, yeah, because Google needed that, like, that's their revenue. Yep. So yeah, so part of the thing is that they're saying that Google paid Activision $360 million over three years, and they paid Riot $30 million for a one-year deal. There's some other companies on here. Um, EA, Niantic, Nintendo, Tencent, and Ubisoft are the, you know, some of the bigger names. So yes, Google used their money to try and <clears throat> squash competition. That's what Epic is saying. Google is saying that this was... Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, hmm. is that is that anti-competitive? Like, I'm going to pay you to not come into my my business and to not compete with me. I, I guess that's kind of definitive anti-competitive. Okay, so programs like Project Hug, this is Google spokesperson. <laughs> programs like Project Hug provide incentives for developers to give benefits and early access to Google Play users when they release new or updated content. It does not prevent developers from creating competing app stores. As Epic alleges, in fact, the program is proof that Google Play competes fairly with numerous rivals for developers who have a number of choices for distributing their apps and digital content. So the, Google says the program was designed to incentivize and support Play Store developers. So yes, it's, it's formerly called Project Hug, which, of course, now they've dropped the name. Yeah. I... <sighs> I mean, the whole thing's a mess anyway. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. As a consumer, as a user, I don't like that I have EA Origin as a store and Steam as a store. And, and Epic as a store. Epic Game Store and good old games and Humble Bundle. Like, I don't want different programs to be my libraries. I guess, like, different storefronts is fine, but I want to be able to manage all of that stuff from one place. Instead, everybody is like, oh, well, you don't actually own the game. You know, you have to download I mean, it from that, our servers. That also sucks, and that's that's a different suck. Well, yeah, no, it's just like the thing, it's like Surviving Mars. If I want to play that game, I have to open up the Epic Game Store in order to get yep. that game to launch. If I try yeah. literally click double clicking the exe, what does it do? It opens up the game store and then launches the game. Yeah, it's like it's it's like I went to Best Buy, bought this game, but then every time I want to play this game, I have to go back to Best Buy and go, "Okay, remember I bought this game from you guys? Is it okay? Thanks." Can I and play then drive this? back home and play it? I, I don't know if it's exactly the same as that, but it it definitely feels like it. Yeah. But it's the same thing with, you know, talking. everybody's talking about cutting the cord from cable. And it's like, okay, but then you have Hulu and Paramount and Netflix and Disney. Yep, yep. Apple. And HBO and Apple. 
And now I, I will say the uh, the industry is about to run into this thing that they are not prepared for, where they they're just turning all the streaming services back into cable. How? I mean, do you disagree? Not really. That's part of the reason why I got the uh, the new Chromecast was the fact that I could you know go through all these apps on the on my TV itself, just like I'm changing channels. Right. But like the the cost of all of it. Oh, the cost of all of it. Yeah. If I had to, if I. (laughs) If you want to have Hulu and Disney Plus and Paramount and and Apple TV and Netflix and Roku, Roku streaming and like if you want all of those, that costs more than cable. Yep. So I foresee piracy making a resurgence. Oh, all the time. I see that on. um... So I follow some of the, uh, some of the, I follow Western's football team on Facebook. I follow Eastern's football team on Facebook. And so I get some, you know, you know, suggested posts and stuff there or sponsored posts and stuff. That's all like football, college football related. And the amount of comments on there that are just, Hey, you can watch this game on this random website of alphanumeric value. Yeah. Or, you know, this person on this random website, it's just like, yeah, no, because, yeah, if I'm watching it on ESPN3, you know, I got to pay for the ESPN thing there, and I'm not going to do that. So how am I supposed to watch the game? <clears throat> but speaking of cable, the FCC has launched a new broadband map. So you okay. can actually, you can go to the, the FCC website, broadbandmap.fcc.gov, and you can actually look up your address, and it should show you exactly what providers are available in your area for broadband. And you can actually, you know, modify it by type of technology. So you could say wired or wired and fixed wireless, cable, satellite. So I typed in my address and nothing happens. Well, it's it's got a, it, it loads, it's slow. How slow? Uh, mine, I just, I actually just started zooming in on the map. <clears throat> can't even zoom in on the map. Like, oh. the map is a static image behind the search bar. Well, I'm working fine right now. Oh, because I have to actually put in, okay. This, this. Hey, look, there's me. That green dot is my house. Yep, and you can click on it, and it will tell you, <clears throat> in theory. Charter, down, up. Yeah, in theory. If you're willing to pay $300 a month. You can get a thousand down. <clears throat> but yes, yeah, if you just list by any technology, you always see that HughesNet and SpaceX are on there. Yep. And then there's T Mobile's fixed wireless, which is what we've got. Metropolitan Unified Fiber Network Consortium. Never heard of that one. Hmm. But yes, they are also asking. Um, so there's they have the fixed broadband. They also have mobile broadband, which in theory, it will tell you what um, cell phone carriers are in your area. Hmm, interesting. And of course, you know, I, I zoom in on our cottage up in Manistee. Yeah. And There's a little hole. Uh, yep. Right, right where the cottage is. Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, there's that's Bar Lake. That's that is literally a, a gap where the cottage is. Yep. Why is there a gap immediately where the cottage is? Because we're halfway between Manistee and Onekama. But like there's <laughs> There's there's so much coverage around the cottage. Yep. <clears throat> well, okay then. 
Good to know. So yeah, so if anybody's curious about their uh, internet options. The FCC has a map for that. Yeah. And they're asking for people if there's something wrong with the map, especially the mobile availability. <clears throat> to report it. Yes. You can do that through the FCC speed test app as well. So you can actually do the speed test on your phone. And then there's a challenge speed test mode that you can actually go on there and basically verify that, you know, the ISP is right. <laughs> so so there's that. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on the list? Uh, oh, wow. Are we that far already? Mm-hmm. Since somebody had to talk about Elon Musk. Look, it was important to me. Uh, no more leap seconds? Yep. We have decided to stop leap seconds in 2035. Okay. I'm trying to think of how That's many more leap seconds. Yes. I'm not worried about it. That is that is 13 years away, Andy. Well, when are the next... 13 years away. <clears throat> yep. The General Conference on Weights and Measures, CGPM, mm -hmm. because, you know, mm -hmm. French, um, resolved to eliminate leap seconds by 2035, which I don't even know if there's any more set up to be used. Oh, leap seconds aren't predictable because they depend on the Earth's natural rotation. Okay. So I'm, as I've brought up multiple times on this show, uh, I'm significantly more concerned with what happens in 2038. Is that some sort of clock reset? So 32 bits is a very large number, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And when you're counting time on a computer, you pick a date that means zero, mm -hmm. which is to say January 1st of 1970 is the, the common zero date. And technically, 32 bits is a very large number. But really, if you want to do a large positive or negative number, you reserve the first bit to be positive and negative. So it's 31 bits, right? Yes. Well, it turns out two to the 31 seconds after January 1st, 1970 shows up in in December in 2038. Huh. So when that final second occurs and you have zero, because it's a positive number, one, 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 and it ticks over, what's the next number, Andy? Zero again? Nope. No. Negative two to the 31st. Oh boy, that's gonna mess up some things. Which is a different date. In, like, 1917 or something like that? Hang on, I'll tell you in, like, seven seconds when this animation works through it. It goes... So it goes from January 19th, 2038 to December 13th, 1901. Okay. Now, here's the problem, Andy. Y2K was a software bug. Yes, this is more of a hardware bug. This is a hardware issue. So... <laughs> Oops. Mark your calendar. January 19th, 2038. We have 16 years to figure this out. Well, the question then becomes, okay, how, how much of my equipment is going to be affected by that? Um, how much of your equipment uses 32-bit signed integers as the date time? Well, that one, I don't know. I'll have to... <laughs> That's a I I have a feeling a significant amount of your transmission equipment. Probably. That depends on things like time codes. Yeah, HD requires um, GPS um, time based stuff there. But granted, I don't know if it actually uses the an internal clock or if it just pulls straight from the GPS clock. Yep. That one, I don't know. I'll have to ask. 
I'm Facebook friends with some transmitter manufacturer people. I can message them and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> like, this? hey, my friend brought this up. Do I need to worry about this in 16 years? <clears throat> A lot of old computers will stop working. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I'll just send him this Wikipedia article and be like, sup. Yep. But yes, no, leap seconds. Leap seconds are gone. Yes, they're going to propose to allow the UT1 and UTC to slide out of sync by about a minute. But Mm -hmm. they're going to say in 2026 to decide what the upper limit would be on divergence. So, Mm, okay, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Random review. Your review. Oh, my review. Yes. Uh, Okay. So I've been playing a game and I, I have to... I, I always have to go back to look to make sure I get the name of the game right. Warhammer, 40,000, not 40K, 40,000, which is, is 40K, just they wrote out the thousand for some reason. Warhammer, 40,000, colon, Chaos Gate, hyphen, da- Demon Hunters, but spelled Daemon. So D-A-E-M-O-N, Hunters. One word. Hmm. Okay, so what what is that mouthful? Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters? Yes. It is a turn-based tactics game similar to XCOM, set in the Warhammer 40k universe. Now, this is the first game that I've actually played Warhammer 40k where I've, like, been in the universe. I played one other 40k game, um, which was, like... It wasn't Space Marine. It was It was some, like, RTS version of Warhammer 40k. Which was a lot of fun, um, but this is the first one where I'm like actually getting to know the universe and getting to know the things in it. And holy shit, there is so much lore in this universe. I mean, like, mind is blown. I've barely... This is like discovering that Lord of the Rings is just what he published. Mm-hmm. But that there's so much more beyond, like, oh god, the, the, the what the hell is going on? So, focusing in a little more, the game is a rather typical, modern, turn-based tactics shooter. You have a squadron, you go into a mission, you explore the map and uncover things, and you have some sort of target on the map. You have an objective to achieve. So that objective is either, like, harvest some seeds, or, uh, and by harvesting seeds, I mean killing the things that have an infection and taking the seed of the infection out of them. Uh, or finding these key structures and destroying them. Um, and then that, like, that's it. That's the core game loop is start your mission, explore, kill, explore, take out your objective, retreat and end the mission and then move to the next mission and keep doing it. And it is, it's a good game loop. It's a good mechanic. It served XCOM very well and XCOM 2 very, very well. It serves this game very, very well. It's a good way to tell kind of a loose story. Like, it's not a story about a person. It's the story about what's happening in the area. And I'm enjoying it. Um, Warhammer 40k is fucking dark. I had no idea how dark this universe is. There is only war and just wow, they take that seriously. Uh, But I'm having a lot of fun in the game. I have, what am I up to? I got like 20 hours in the game, 20-ish hours. uh, And I 
think I'm like halfway through on a run where I'm playing on Merciful because I'm bad at these sorts of games. Yeah, I'm not really good at these types of games either. So I've got XCOM and XCOM 2. Picked that. Mm. I think I picked that up from a good old games bundle or a humble mm. bundle, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I'm not so much. Civ. Civ is a fun turn-based strategy game that I can play. Civ is is not a turn-based tactics game. No. Civ is a 4X game. Yeah. I never remember what the 4Xs are. Do you remember the 4Xs? Expand. Explore. Explore. Exploit and exterminate. Wow, that takes a dark turn. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Expand, explore, exploit, and exterminate. Yes. Yep that 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 yeah that took a turn very ha- halfway through. You did not see where that was going to end up. No, no, no. I I I was pretty sure exterminate was one, but I've always had issue with that. But exploit, Jesus, come on! All right, what do we got? Well, how much is it? Where did, where did you get it? What did you play it on PC? Oh, it's PC. I got it on Steam. Uh, how much was it? Like 30 bucks? I'm checking. It is $45. Yeah, sounds about right. Just if, if you do pick this game up, be prepared for... the. So I, I found out that the genre for Warhammer 40k is called grim dark and yeah that that fits it is grim and it is dark and they they definitely held that in this game yeah this they looks understood like understood where they were coming from looks like if somebody took space marines and diablo and put them together well that's kind of where space marines come from andy yep this, this is the genesis of space marines it's just that genesis involved much more diablo than you or i had understood okay well, there's Dave's review. All right, so random topic. Random topic. Where'd I put the list? Here we go. Rolled ahead of time. How many miles would you walk to fall down at your love's door? Well, I, mean, I feel like the proclaimers... Answered that question quite well. Yes. A thousand miles. Yep. It's clearly not worth it after that. That's that's the takeaway of the song, right? Yes. You you get up to the thousand, and then, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything after that. No, I don't, I don't feel like that's right. I feel like the song means something else, right? Nah, it's, it's got to be the answer. A thousand. Well, I'm looking at the lyrics, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is, okay, good, that's much better. When I, when I hear the lyrics in my head, there's a line that says, when yeah. I get drunk, I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And the next line I always thought was, and when I'm heaving, you know, okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's heaving next to you. That which, doesn't sound right. No, in my I head. Mean, it's kind of sweet, but yeah. like, sure. The word is actually haver, which is you Scottish for talk foolishly or Babylon. So this show. So it makes more sense. When I get drunk, I'm going to get drunk next to you. And when I'm drunk, I'm just going to be babbling. And I'm going to be babbling to you, which makes much more sense. And is much more sweeter rather than I'm going to get drunk. And because I'm... And then I'm going to throw up next to you. Yes, because I'm Scottish. And that's just, I guess, what we do. Yeah. Okay, that that makes much more sense. Okay, and the fact that they're Scottish also makes sense that they only go up to a thousand miles. Because, like, come on, it's Scotland. Like, yeah, how big is Scotland? It's not that big. It's not a thousand miles. It is not a thousand miles. Scotland is, like, 150 miles across. That's my guess. I'm guessing 150 miles. I'm going to go from the very, towards the top-ish, 
Find me the longest distance you can go in Scotland. Well, okay. Is that, does that include the islands that are north of Scotland or no? Uh, I mean, I guess those are technically part of Scotland. All right. We're going to start at the John O'Gratz guest house. <laughs> I'm sure you are mispronouncing that. Like, Probably. I don't even know. And I, I, I have Scottish heritage, so this is <laughs> Scottish heritage. Down to here. Through my father's father's. Is there a way to describe that correctly? My father's father? Like my grandfather on the. Paternal grandfather? Fraternal grandfather was. Paternal. 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 Okay, so we're going to start. Fraternal would be your brother's grandfather, which is just your grandfather. All right, and we're going to walk. Your paternal, as in a patron, as in a father, a padre. We're going to walk all the way down to Maryport. Sure, why not? Okay. So that whole distance down to Glasgow. I'm going south of Glasgow. Okay, that's you're going south of Glasgow? Okay. So I'm going from like the upper northeast corner of Scotland. Yeah. All the way down to the south. It's like 350 miles. Yes, 378 miles if I take a ferry. So, so the... I will walk 500 miles to them is I'll walk across the country. Yes. And I will walk 500 more. That, I will walk, to that the, I will walk than, from one side and then all the way back again. Or I will walk like from the northernmost part of Scotland down to like London is like 700 miles. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent question. All right. So let's let's go all the way. Let's go all the way to London from here. No, if we're, if we're going to do that, let's go all the way over to like Penzance. What about Plymouth? Same area. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I'm up to 860, 870 miles. If you're going the long way, I believe this is the high road. 800 as opposed to the low road. 802 miles is what I've got. Yeah, I've, I've got it going driving. And so I'm going along the east coast and then cutting back across the center. And if you drag it all the way out to London and go to like Newcastle, I'm up to almost a thousand miles. I'm starting at John O'Groats. Oh, yep. OK, so yeah. So starting up John O'Groats. You go down. If you go down to Norwich, take the A9. If you go down to Norwich and then you drive over to Penzance. Okay, first off, I'm, I'm pretty sure Norwich is not how it's pronounced, but <laughs> just just I don't slaughtering oh, so you're my going heritage all the way over there. Live on this podcast, you're going all the way over there. Yeah, that's that's over a thousand miles. Yep, I've got I've got a I've got a path here that is literally a thousand miles. So oh, you can just go through Cambridge. Sure. Let's go through Cambridge. Well, no, I'm I'm walking through Cambridge already. Oh, see, take- I'm I'm driving this. Oh, okay. Walking, according to Google, this will take 329 hours to walk. So, how many There's hours? There's some pretty big hills in there too, for what it's yeah. worth. So let's see. That's straight walking, 329 hours, 13 days straight. But we got to sleep. So you figure walking for what, like eight hours a day? I'd say 10, 10 hours a day, 10 hours a day. Because keep in mind, you also have to set up camp. You have to do food. I mean, unless you're taking a shit ton of trail mix. (laughs) 
There's probably pubs along the along the route. Yes, there are pubs, Andy, but then you're not walking for 10 hours a day. You're stopping once for breakfast, an hour for breakfast, an hour for lunch, an hour for dinner. Okay. So that's your 13 hours right there. You're getting eight hours of yep. sleep. That's 21. So you still have three hours. Three hours to set up your camp and not be walking? Yeah. Bathroom? It's the English countryside. <laughs> <laughs> you just go wherever. Yeah. Just don't go in Cambridge, wherever. But I think, yeah, I think it would take you a month and a couple of days. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. A month and a couple of days. I, I will, again, point out, there are some significant hills. Oh, yeah. No, I, I see the elevation. 30,000. Yeah. 30,732 feet of elevation up and 30,682 elevation feet down. Yeah. Not all at once. No. No, it looks like some of the biggest ones are about uh, 1,500 feet, it looks like, is your yeah. biggest climb. Up near Manchester, north of Manchester. Yeah, by Newcastle, okay. Sunderland. So, but the, the point of this is, if we're talking about the Proclaimers and they're talking about, like, I'd walk 500 miles, I'd walk 1,000 miles... Like, for us, that that should be, like, the distance from, like, Bangor, Maine to L.A. 2,900 and... Oh, shoot. 2,945 miles? I think that's the, that's the distance from New York to L.A. 2,905, I think. Come on, Google. Tell me... 3,143 miles from Bangor, Maine to Los Angeles. Oh, New York to L.A. is 2,789. Let's go to San Diego just to push, push us even more into the corner. <laughs> okay, 3,154 miles. Oh, jeez. So I would walk 6,000 miles. No, not Bangor, song, Michigan. Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Maine. And that's yes. not even the furthest, right? There's, there's like, cities up next to the border. Yes. Uh, you could drag it out to Holton, Holton, Maine. Of course, if you drag it up to Holton, Maine, it actually has you cut through Ontario. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Let's go to Canada and keep walking through Michigan. Nobody wants I to really go through New York I really would not recommend right this part. Well, I'd really not recommend this part that has you walk, uh, is that there's gotta be, like, a ferry there. Yeah, there's a ferry that takes you from Walpole Island in Canada to part of Michigan, and then you have to walk through part of Detroit. I mean, it's Troy and Pontiac and Farmington and Sterling Heights. It's not like you're walking through downtown, but, like, that is a long walk through a lot of nothing. Yep, 1,050 hours. And speaking of elevation changes... Yep, up to, up to 10,000 feet 80,000 feet. Yeah, you're going 80,000 up and 80,000 down. With, with maxing out at 10,243 feet on this route. On the Rocky Mountains. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot of nothing, and then all of a sudden there's, there's hills. Yeah, but I would walk 3,000 miles, and I would walk 3,000 more, just to be the man who walked 6,000 miles <laughs> to fall down at your door. That went in a very different direction than I thought it would, but I think we need to stop. Okay, on that heck of a note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>